Hello, everyone. Welcome to the You Gotta Be Bullshilling Me podcast. This is your host, Brian C. Schilling, live from Los Angeles, California. No politically correct bullshit on this show. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday and a happy fucking new year. I don't know about you all, but I sure as fuck couldn't wait for 2020 to be gone. What a dog shit fucked up year. For me personally, I fucking hate odd numbers. So 2020 was like gum on the bottom of my shoe. Finally, I got an odd number year already. So the news of the day, uh, our California governor locked us down again. Tom Hanks reveals that he is now bald and Billie Eilish reveals the real story behind her mullet haircut. Today on our show, we have a very, very special guest. You will all know him as Nomar from the first season of Power. The sexy Brazilian, he's hot, he's got the trot, and on our show, we drink Red Bull and smoke pot. Why? Because if you fuck with the bull, you get the horns, motherfucker. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Vinicius Zorin Machado. Vinicius, how are you, bud? I'm excited to be on your show. I'm excited to be here with you and just grateful for a whole new year. Absolutely. First off, I just want to say Happy New Year to you, to your family. May 2021 bring you nothing but health, happiness, and good fortune. So Happy New Year, pal. Likewise, man. It's already brought in the good fortune by being on your show. First day off the new year. Let's go. Yes, day one of 2021. You're right. And thanks again for taking the time today to be on our number one podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. And uh, again, like I said, happy holidays and happy new year. Yes, so, likewise. Thank you so much. So the first things first, Vinicius, okay. um, we're going to get into uh, a, a whole thing here on the show. But the first things first, and it's pretty obvious, and I wanted to ask you um, uh, personally, how has COVID-19 affected you in your career? Um, very heavily, actually, um, from the overnight shift of the industry to the uncertainty that COVID-19 has brought, I guess, to everybody, but specifically to this industry, as unreliable as it is in and of itself, now it's um, looking even more daunting um, for, I guess, aspiring um, artists and, but, um, you know, for us who have been very privileged to be able to remain in it for two decades, uh, how do you continue? Uh, so all of these uncertainties, these questions have come to plague us at the forefront of our lives. Whereas, you know, some people like myself have been able to find some sort of st sustainability towards continuing to remain in the industry, if you will, and figuring out the ins and outs and how to continue to be able to pursue what you love mm -hmm. uh, in the midst of having to be able to provide and so forth and so on and just living life day to day. Now it's a whole question of how do you do that when the whole world has stopped and the whole industry has shifted. And so it's brought a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainties, a lot of adaptations and um, a lot of new rules and regulations. So there's a lot of um, empty space if you will, that is very um, scary, but at the mm -hmm. same time, um, 
very, um, how do I say it? Um, exciting at the same time, because, you know, when something old is put off and something new comes along, it has to be for the better. And I think as part of the human spirit goes, um, we, we tend to always come out on the other side stronger for it. But, um, you know, it's, the, the challenge now is how does that apply and how does that, how do we move forward from here with this? So I, I don't know if there's a one, yeah. you know, one color or one dimensional answer that, or one straightforward answer, I should say, as to how, but I mean, in many different ways, I, I, I guess I can put it. It's, it sounds like what you're saying is basically we have to adapt to the cards and, and, and play the cards that were dealt. Um, kind of like, you know, you get uh, a shit stain in your underwear and you got them in the garbage, you just go and put on a new pair of underwear, but you got to adapt to that new pair of underwear. Um, you know, so I, it's, it's definitely, you know, I, I can understand what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things where um, it's, you know, you're, 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 you're dealt the, the, the hand that you're dealt and, and you got to make the best of it. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I think that um, what you said, uh, uh, um, you know, two decades of, of being in the industry uh, and your passion for the industry, um, you know, I'm sure that you have, um, you know, yourself personally um, been able to adapt and will be able to adapt. Um, and that leads to my next question for you, Vinicius, which is, what would you do if you couldn't work in the entertainment industry for another six months? Let's say the industry was locked down again, Governor Newsom locks us down again. What would you do if you couldn't create for another six months? That's a, that's a very, very good question. Um, I, I don't know that I would do anything else, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I do uh, think that I'm a very skillful person. I've been very gifted and privileged to have been gifted with many different um, abilities by God's grace. I, I've tapped into different industries and I tend to consider myself a uh, a very small entrepreneur, if you will, but yeah, I've, I've, I've been offered, you know, different things in the past and career paths. And I guess you could say a little bit more safety route of life, but I've turned it down at every single point. Um, I, I, I'll say I, I was working for a very well-established investment firm that was doing, Amazing. yeah, this is way back in the days, but, um, the, you know, I'm, I still stay somewhat connected with them through some family members, but um, they gave me, they made me an offer, you know, to quit the industry and to do something that was a little bit more financially sustainable. And, and, and I chose not to go down that path because um, I didn't come out here to make money uh, necessarily. I know money is a huge part and I've had to learn my lessons in that area as well of being able to sustain yourself as an artist and, and, and art in and of itself has um, a huge um, I don't know how to say it necessarily here, but, um, you know, I, 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 I've always created, I've always found mm -hmm. a way to create, even when mm -hmm. I, I didn't have the ability to, I, you know, it's like, uh, El Pacino once said, you could lock me up in a prison and take all the crayons and papers. I would spit on my fingers and write on the wall. I'm an artist. I create. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's for me is, you know, the same, I feel the same way if, now, if, if, if I was completely stripped of that desire 
and I, I, then, then that's a different thing. But as far as not having the ability in today's world, I don't think that that's a, a reality anymore. I, don't, I think it's just a matter of you know, whether or not you want it as bad as you say you want it because um, with phones and social media and all that, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a creator, you create. So um, if the desire was taken away, I'd probably, I don't know, get into something like, you know, um, selling or, you know, I don't know, translating or something with languages or traveling or something along those lines. But yeah, that's great. And yeah. I definitely know in, in, in you know, doing some, uh, uh, um, you know, I obviously, you know, uh, uh, went through your social media and your IMDb and this, that and the other. And, um, you know, I know that you definitely are uh, a creator. Um, and uh, I, I, I want to ask you because I understand that what you're doing, and correct me if I'm wrong, Vinicius, but what I understand is that you want to focus more on the behind the camera operations of productions rather than on camera. Is that, yeah. is, is that, is that accurate? Yeah, that's a great observation. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, supporting and looking out and uh, checking out our social media as well. Yeah. I think you uh, hit the nail right Absolutely. on the head. As a matter of fact, I see myself with, this is probably the last year. It's funny. My wife and I've been talking about it. This is the last year. I'm probably going to be doing things in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. uh, God willing, after this year, I, I see myself completely and permanently behind the scenes. Yeah, that's uh, that's wonderful. Now, can you tell us what it is that you're currently working on, or is it proprietary? Maybe some stuff that you know, some project you have in the pipeline. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know how the industry goes. So yeah, um, a lot of cherry pickers in this motherfucking town. I'll tell you that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's not so much that I'm afraid. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah. So um, a lot of cherry picking. So there's there's a few things that we're working on. Um, but I guess I'll say it this way for the purpose of the audience um, listening is that we are continuing to take our skills set and our projections to the next level. And um, this year, we're counting on being able to duplicate what we've done in the last year so that within the next two to three years we're the predominant if not the preeminent uh independent film production company out there uh, uh -huh. that's wonderful things from all kinds of genres to all kinds of different cultures and uh coasts and so forth and so on so that's our focus right now it's just continuing to create we do have a plan for the coming year which we are in um but at this point, it's just create, 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 create. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that, that's amazing. Good for you and congratulations, mazel mazel. And, and, you know, with hard work comes good rewards. Um, yeah. You know, another thing that I noticed too uh, is that, uh, or that I read about you too, is that um, you did a lot of uh, philanthropy work and you also won a, a, a humanitarian award. Um, and I know too that just based on the things that I'm reading and the photos that I see, um, uh, of you with your family and uh, your wife and your children. Um, it seems to me, and it's very obvious that you're a true family man and a true husband and a true father. And going into our new year of 2021, today is the first day of the new year. What are your 2021 goals for you, your wife, your career, your children? Can you tell us a little bit about what you have um, um, you know, in, in mind for, for, for your family? Yeah, definitely. It's a really good question. I try to be a family man, you know, and to lead by example. That's my motto. 
I'm not always perfect at it. As a matter of fact, I falter a lot. So I am very grateful to have a very patient and humbled wife who uh, supports me and is always there to help guide the way. That's uh, wonderful. For example, so yeah, I'm I'm very fortunate in that regard. So for me, it's just continuing to focus more on that. We do have a motto that we've come up with, which is focus more on God first, our marriage second, our family third, and then vocation, will, career, whatever you want to call it. That's the fourth. So as can long you, as I keep that's interrupt. Can you can, can you repeat that for our audience, please? Because that's genius and it's beautiful and that's uh, it's so heartfelt. Um, yeah. Uh, tell us again yeah, what you're focusing on, please. Yeah, our focus is God first, and then our marriage comes second, and then our children come third, and then um, the career, will, volition, whatever we're after is an objective that comes forth. Beautiful. So as long as we keep that um, in perspective, first and foremost, and then in that particular order, then we just continue, you know, um, um, learning. And with the learning, we continue growing. With the growing, we continue living. And that's it. For us, there's not much more. The grass is not green or on the other side because we're not anxious for anything else. We know what we want. We know who we are. And we're not necessarily um, following any bandwagons or, you know, in a hurry to get anything. We're just seeking to grow so that we can continue to learn and then with it continue to live so as long as things continue to stay in that order we believe in the discipline of order and with discipline comes victory um and so you know we just following yeah the the old principles that are um linked to a lot of promises so we are very firm believers in that and we just want to continue to focus on that that's wonderful and 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 um, if you don't mind me asking, do you, do you and your wife, do you, do you, do you guys create together? Are you guys um, um, like in this uh, business together? Is because I know she's an actress uh, herself, correct? And a vocalist and uh, an artist. And, and uh, do you guys, is this something that you guys do uh, together or separately? Yeah, no, this is definitely something that we do together. Um, fortunately, and we're very privileged to do so. And, we, we, we say it like our, our gifts complement each other, you know, not just personally, but professionally, where she wants to be in front, I want to be behind the camera. So we're kind of like yin to our yang and, um, you know, with it, we, we're complementary to one another. So it just works and we like working together and we have a great time doing so. And um, we literally do everything together, but we love it and uh, we're very grateful for it. Yeah, that's amazing. I got to tell you, here in La La Land, it's very hard to find a, uh, a genuine uh, a woman and or man, whatever your sexual orientation uh, may be, um, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, I believe, you know, with social media, everything that people see on social media and it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's just, I believe it's a bad apple. And, uh, uh, you know, people always think that there's something better um, or something bigger um, that they can, uh, uh, that they want to get, but they don't realize um, what love actually is and how far love can get you in life. So I, I, I can yeah, you know, even... I'm sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to say, yeah, it's, it's very true. It's so true. And, and not just that, especially when you have such complimentary gifts as we do, it's easy to, to find yourself in a position where you seek to almost not intentionally, but maybe unintentionally taking advantage of each other in that regard. And that was something that from day one, when we first got together, I was going through a very personal 
uh, tormenting time. And first thing that she did is she quit. She quit the, 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 the career from her perspective in order to help me uh, ground myself up again. And I'll never forget this day because, and I, I've never shared this publicly, um, but she, so you, you're privileged to have the story here. Well, thank on your you. Podcast, as I'm privileged to be on it. So no, thank you. Thank you for yeah, having me. We're privileged to have you. Yeah. So she, she, she literally stayed, I kid you not, at a Dunkin' Donuts um, outside on the chair, like sitting outside on the little patio that they have um, the whole entire day. It was something like 10 to 12 hours. And, wow. um, and she just waited. She waited for me patiently there and helped me through the phone. And but she just waited and waited. And I, I told her I'll never forget that day because it was like she could have gotten a tire. She got a complacent. She could have uh, complained. She didn't do any of that. She was just so willing. She was like, what else do I have to do? And we actually went through some real hard times together as well uh, in the beginning. And um, we actually ended up sleeping in the car and things like that. And I'm not afraid to share that we've come up stronger on the other side, but it just yeah. goes to show that if there wasn't true love, and this is what I'm trying to get at, you know, the secondary mm -hmm. of our gifts and our abilities to help each other, that's just secondary. The love there is so, um, is so real that um, I don't think I, you know, would have gotten, I don't think she would have gotten through what we certainly did if we didn't have that to support and to help each other. And, you know, that was kind of like, as my dad said, we kind of proved our characters to one another through the trials and absolutely. we're so grateful for them for because of that, so. No, absolutely. And I commend you guys sincerely and, and you're a lucky man and she's a lucky woman uh, as well. And, and um, you know, for you guys to, to, to have to go through that. And, and I sincerely appreciate you sharing that on our podcast. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting too, because you think about it and you hear a lot of, you know, stories about um, uh, actors and actresses and, you know, models and artists and, you know, writers and directors and producers and so forth, who do come out here to Hollywood, to Los Angeles. And, um, you know, they, they get chewed up and spit out really fast. And, you know, some of these, uh, unfortunately, but it's the truth, um, you know, some of them do end up uh, becoming homeless. Yeah. Um, you know, and they were chasing uh, a, a dream that, um, you know, that they had, and I commend them for chasing the dream, but it's very um, uh, honorable that you guys, um, you know, you've, you've experienced the, the ups and downs and the, and the highs and the lows and the good days and the bad days and the happy days and the sad days. And, and, and I think that's wonderful. And that leads into my next question for you. Um, you know, it sounds like you have a very uh, uh, loving household and an amazing wife to compliment you and for you to compliment her. But what is it on your downtime when you're not creating? And also during this, um, you know, uh, horrific pandemic that we've been in uh, in our country for almost a year now, come March. Um, but what is it that 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 you do to stay sane? Yeah, it's a very important question. Actually, I think you hit <laughs> um, something very relevant to everybody going through right now. For us, we're very big, uh, very big outdoorsy people. So walking hiking and with the COVID-19 restrictions on a lot of these places and the parks and the hiking trails they've shut down so as much as we possibly can we try to go on walks um, that's that for us is not only a time to connect but a time to disconnect uh, mm -hmm. we connect with each other and we disconnect from everything else and Say a little bit more about that when you say connect and disconnect with each other yeah, so, you know, life sometimes can just, you know, it's easy to get 
um, sweeped away by the slow drifting currents of life. And whether that's children, which that's a whole nother subject, um, or just, you know, the mundane necessities and trials of life in and of itself. So it's easy to drift away from each other from that perspective and not to prioritize the um, priority that you should have with each other and, 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 and especially in your household. So for us, the long walks, when we go on long walks, and I'm talking like an hour, you know, an hour and a half or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, Fuck, we, I walk down the street to get my chewing tobacco at the 7-Eleven. It's a block away and I'm fucking out of breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we, we, so not a lot of people like to do that, but that's for us is what works. I've heard people, you know, they go on to the beach or dates or whatever it may be. But for us, that's one way. And, you know, we used to, like I said, we used to go hiking and doing more outdoorsy type of things like that. But nowadays it's, pretty much just walking. So when we go on walks, it's our time to connect with one another, right? Mm -hmm. And it's to check mm -hmm. in and to say, how are you? How are you truly? How do you feel? What's mm -hmm. on your mind? What's bothering you? Uh, what are some of the things you are feeling overwhelmed by? And then just to listen and then, you know, to reciprocate and then to connect with each other in that regard. And then to disconnect from all of the troubles and the trials of the day of life and things that are consuming us and, and to vent, you know, cause there's an appropriate place for that as well. Cause you don't want to, we have this kind of a rule where we don't throw our trash onto one another. We don't just come home and say, this is what I'm feeling. Blah, 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 blah. And it's right. like, fuck oh, you what, bitch. What? I'm going to sleep. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people go through that, unfortunately, you know, and we've been fortunately given some tools that, uh, for us has helped us tremendously and we're very uh, humbled and privileged to have acquired them. And one of them is just you appropriate a time for you to be able to express yourself where you're feeling like you're detoxing it and, and expressing, uh, but then you're, you're doing in a setting where they are expecting you to express and then it doesn't come across like, oh, it's just about you expressing and there, you know, I don't have the chance to do the same. And then there's not an alignment it's more about venting and dumping your trash on the other person as opposed to connecting and helping each other carry each other's burdens. And that's where the walking is really significant for us because it gives us time to check in and to do that. We also do reading together. Um, and, you know, sometimes we'll read actually together. Wait, you do what together? Reading. Reading? Yeah. <laughs> like you each read a sentence or a paragraph and then it's the next person's turn or you each read a page or a chapter or tell me about this fucking thing. Holy shit. Yeah. Something along those lines. So we, if we're in the same book, then, you know, we'll read the chapter together and then we'll take some time afterwards to discuss it and see what we got out of it. Or, you know, for reading different, different books or different things. And we come together after the time period that we've designated to read and we'll share what we've read and, how that enhances and how we can apply it to life. And so just, those are some minute little ways. We have different ones, but mm -hmm. those are some minute little ways in which we stay sane and we keep each other as the priority and, um, and healthy, you know, as the relationship, like I said, um, the marriage um, uh, as one of the most important things after God in our lives. Absolutely. And I, and I think, uh, you know, from your mouth to God's ears, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, it, it's, uh, it truly is a beautiful thing. And, um, um, you know, you sound so 
genuine and so happy and 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 you seem to be in such uh, an incredible amazing marriage and and um, you know, I, I, I sincerely, um, I, you know, it, it's just, it's just a pleasure to have you on the show. I've got so many fucking questions for you. I'm pulling my hair out of my head. I'm about to light my cigar here. But anyway, backtrack real fast about what you had just said about the reading. Cause I'm still sitting here fucking twirling my thumbs. Like what you guys read together? Like, okay. So is it kind of too, like something where you're trying to see, okay, well, we both read the same chapter. Now let's see how we each interpreted it. Is that, is that kind of how, am I, am I in the right, am, am I in the right ballpark or am I out in the Pacific ocean somewhere? Yeah. Sometimes it's about interpreting. Sometimes it's just sharing. Sometimes if we're reading together, it's just about um, exposing the context and, but more, more importantly, just how it applies to us. Cause um, you know, we're not reading to become, you know, expert readers or, you know, just, a, 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 how do I say, a, a computer where we're just downloading facts for the sake of downloading facts. We're reading things that are more targeted towards enhancement of our first walk with God and our work with each other. Because, look, I, I can say all these things and it sounds beautiful, but the reality is, is that marriage is hard work. Very and fucking both, hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the hardest relationships to um, upkeep. And, but at the same time, we believe, it, we believe that it's one of the most beautiful ones as well because nobody knows you like your spouse knows you. And at the same time, um, if you want to truly become, um, we believe, your full potential, there's nobody to better help you establish and to get there than your spouse because they know your ins and outs and your BSs and you know, right. they're going to catch you on your bull and they're going to say, right. okay, you're just full of bull here. And I know you better than that. And so they're uh -huh. able to bring you to a place of reality really quickly. Um, but it's not about that. It's about building each other up. So, right. you know, we use that as tools, the reading, I say, I'm saying, um, to be able to help each other to grow. But uh, we do that from a place of we want to grow together. Because we don't want to, I don't want to be ahead of her and or have her behind me or vice versa, have her be ahead of me and then me behind her. So one of the ways that we make sure that we're in alignment and we're on the same page in regards to everything from the way we manage and spend our money to the way we clean our house and who has the responsibility of doing what, what is expected of one another. We even have keywords for when we get mad at each other, if we've reached that boiling point where it's like, look, there's no place to talk right now. We have a keyword that we use in order to say, you know, that's my time. I need space. And we have, you know, rules. And so these are some of the things that we've acquired, long story short, from our reading, from our, you know, the workshops that we've put ourselves to. And we do all these kind of silly things that may seem minute, but to us, they're very significant. That just helps enhance um, our relationship from an intimate point of view to a just natural and casual point of view to even how to manage our fights. And, you know, when we are in real big, you know, deep waters, how do we navigate ourselves out of there together? Because uh -huh. that's the point, you know, I don't want to lose my wife and I hope she doesn't want to lose me either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so For it's, sure. Again, it's hard work, but. Very hard um, work. Yeah, we believe in prioritizing that above all other relationships, and I think God honors us for it. And I, um, you know, I, we, we, we love it. We, we're very privileged and we're very blessed to have each other. And um, yeah, That's those are wonderful. just some of the little things that we do. 
Yeah, no, that's great. I think that's wonderful. And I think, you know, a lot of uh, couples, not only uh, husband and wife, but also uh, uh, people that are dating, people that are engaged, um, and people that are married. Um, I think, you know, the, uh, those that are listening uh, uh, to our show right now, um, you know, it, it, Vinicius has brought up a lot of points um, that, you know, can even fucking help me, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, and I think, you know, can help a lot of people in terms of relationship, because nowadays I feel that, um, you know, a lot of people um, can be selfish in a relationship, or it's all about me, or it's all about me, it's all about me, you know, that kind of a thing. And, um, you know, if you can find a way to work as a partnership and get on the same page with one another, I think it's only going to make the relationship stronger. And I think that's what you guys are focusing, you know, focusing on with your marriage. And I think it's fucking genius. Um, that being said, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, what, um, uh, uh, what you and your wife are doing uh, and you and your family are doing is, is, is uh, um, uh, very uh, uh, amazing to say the least. And, um, and so last night um, before the New Year's Eve celebration began, I was watching the news for just a little bit. And it's something that I want to ask you that I believe is so fucking true. And when you hear the media talk about COVID-19 and this pandemic that we've been in for almost a year, I feel that the media only talks about the tragic COVID deaths, okay? But I'm asking myself as I'm drinking my wine, I'm like, why the fuck don't they talk about the suicide rates, the drug addictions, the alcoholism, as well as the depression? And most importantly, our children. Because what I'm thinking about as I'm listening to this on the news is that and something that you obviously know because you sound like a very intelligent man and you're very family oriented, but socialization is something that's very important for humans, especially our children. Yes. And, you know, these kids, you know, they're, they're, they're interviewing these children that are doing this homeschooling and they're saying that, you know, these children, when they interview the parents, that the children are becoming depressed and, you know, they would be in sixth grade, you know, testing at an eighth grade level, but now they're in sixth grade testing at, you know, a fifth grade level and, you know, they're becoming depressed and they get, you know, they get ants in their fucking pants and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, but I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, how do you feel about how the media has been handling the COVID-19 news and the numbers and, uh, and so forth? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you, you struck a chord there for sure. It's been very difficult as it is. And then I feel like the media has been very biased and um, uninforming us of, even as you're pointing out some of the, solutions they focus more on um the problems and the outcomes of what has happened to us and um as you mentioned children uh they're they're hard enough as it is yes. i love you know our children to death but um it's difficult it's very extremely difficult having them 24 7 at home without um, I wouldn't even say from the, the perspective of just having them home uh, um, by, by, you know, them by themselves. It's not about that. It's about the fact that they're not being educated in a way that they should be, but they're also not getting that proper socialization, as you mentioned, that they also, that it is also very crucial scientifically uh, proven that children do best when they are around other peers and 
Yes. And when they're together with other children and then, but when they're in a position too, and then in a structured place where they have teachers, because let's be frank, I'm not a teacher as much as I can teach my kids from experience and what I know, but I, I'm not a teacher. So, right. you know, it's difficult. My wife is not a teacher either. So for us to sit down and teach them as best as we can, but then to do so consistently where it actually pr- uh, helps their progress forward in an educational point of view, it's, it's extremely difficult and not to have more sources from the media's point of view, or at least some sort of a guide or a direction towards helping us to cope with the situation that we have at hand. Um, it, it's, it's daunting. It's, 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 right. it's very difficult. It's very extremely difficult. No, absolutely. And that's what I was thinking last night. It's like, okay, well, give us a fucking plan, right? Like, tell us the fucking right. plan that you have for, you know, these children to go back to in-person schooling where they can get the student-teacher one-on-one attention that every child, every student needs and wants and deserves. Right. Like you said, and, 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 right. and you, you know, you pin the tail on the donkey. I mean, teachers are teachers and they're paid to teach. Parents are parents. Parents are not teachers and teachers are not parents. You know, it's it's I, you know, I, I sincerely believe that the child needs to be in the classroom with the teacher, getting the answers that they have um, from the teachers for the questions that they have from the students. Um, you know, where, where, you know, if, if a student doesn't understand how to do a math problem, well, he or she can raise his hand and boom, the teacher comes right to the desk and says, oh, hi, Johnny, you know, how can I help you? You know, what's your, what do you need help with? Well, I, you know, um, you know, Mrs. Smith, I, I, I don't understand how to solve this math problem. Can you please show me how? So I believe it's very different to have that, that, that intimate sort of, you know, so to speak, that, that one-on-one face-to-face personable learning experience for the children versus them sitting on a computer from 845 in the morning to 245 in the afternoon staring at a screen and you know I just it's they got to figure something out because um, you know it's 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 not a healthy way for a child our future of this you know of our world uh, you know to be receiving in you know in 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 uh, in education Um, and that's my you know two cents on that um yeah the environment counts too you know so when they're home and they're in their pajamas and like you said they're just sitting on a computer screen what are they associating cognitively with um their educational or even go far beyond that their identity right they're not learning differentiations of times of places of settings of of order of all of these other things that come with just the simple basic principle of going to a school where there are you know it's like showing up to a job yes you nowadays you can do it from home and so forth and so on but if you've never had the experience and you've never actually or you've never been walked through the discipline of actually showing up or actually clocking or responsibilities you know it's like all of that to be fading away because they're just sitting home watching a TV, if you will. And, you know, what is that associating in our brain? And I, look, I'll be honest, I don't know all of the terminologies or scientifically or psychologically or, or none of that. But I, I, what I'm seeing is, is that it's not uh, completely appropriate for them to be home. So I'm hoping that the schools are going to open up, or at least that there's going to be a better plan than just Zoom meetings, which they've been helpful. And I'm very grateful for them. But there needs to be more because 
we're going into almost a year of doing this now and they are in such a need for the socialization, the schools absolutely. and all of that. So I, I, I'm hoping things will change very soon. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and you know, I, it, that leads, you know, to what I'm about to say here is that, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, there's a lot of fucking parents out there who are like, fuck, I need to hire a tutor to tutor me to tutor my child or my children. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure there's, there's some homework questions that the children have and they ask their parents and the parents don't even know the fucking answers. So there's gotta be some kind of structure. There's gotta be a plan in place. And at the end of the day, yes, safety comes first. That's obvious. We all fucking get that, but the children have to be in the classroom with the teachers. That's yeah. my two cents. So you, my friend, uh, being from uh, uh, Brazil, I can only imagine uh, that you're a huge, huge soccer fan. And uh, with that said, am I correct? You're a huge soccer fan? Oh, huge. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's what a fucking sport, how huh? you play for 90 minutes and the score is zero, zero. Boring. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So anyway, who's, who is your favorite team, your favorite soccer team, Vinicius? Nationally, you know, my country, Brazil, so, um, and, but club-wise, FC Barcelona, I've been a huge Messi fan, and I'll have to admit it publicly, I think Messi is better than Neymar, uh, has always been, but um, I've always been a fan of FC Barcelona. I've actually been to their stadium, uh, yeah, and it's an incredible stadium, and, um, but yeah, I've always been a big fan of the team, and so FC, and then Brazil is my national team. That's great. Yeah, you know, they say that uh, Neymar Jr., um, you know, he's kind of uh, a pop star and he's not really a soccer player. Would you agree with that being from Brazil and him playing for your, your Brazilian uh, uh, soccer team? I, I understand the summary. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I would say it that way, but I understand how uh, he would be defined that way. Yes. Okay, okay. All right. And then uh, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here for a second. Who do you think will win the next World Cup then? Oh, come on, man. Brazil. <laughs> that's a that's a no-brainer. <laughs> okay, Brazil. So you heard it here uh, first, folks. Uh, Vinicius Soren Machado has predicted that Brazil will win the next World Cup. I hope you're right. I hope you are right. So also, too, what are you looking forward to most in 2021, Vinicius? Just to continuing being a better human being, first and foremost, and then a better husband and a better father and then you know a wiser artist if i can say it that way okay yeah. okay that's yeah. great that's great um and then every show we have two big topics that i discuss and every okay. week with our guests our very special guests um we talk about um uh two topics and the two big topics and they change every week um and the two big topics that I want to discuss with you today, uh, the first one would be uh, the rap music from the 90s. Would you agree that the rap music from the 90s is the best rap music? And if so, um, yay or nay? And also, who is your favorite rapper? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, yay, 100%. 90s rap music is the best it's ever been. Uh, favorite rapper from the 90s, hands down, Tupac. Tupac. Um, yeah, and then uh, Biggie, Big Pun. Um, I mean, there's so many. 
Uh, yeah, it was, it's, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I completely agree with you. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to, uh, uh, you know, bring it up uh, this week on the You Gotta Be Bullshitting Me podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is 90s rap music, the best rap music ever. And Vinicius Zoran Machado agrees that it is. Brian C. Schilling, your host, also agrees that it is. Today's rap music to me um, is very Mickey Mouse. And the rap music from the 90s and the, uh, the artists and the rappers that you mentioned um, that you brought up um, I, were genius. Um, the way that uh, they were able to uh, put their songs together and their tracks together and their beats together. Um, by far, uh, the rap music from the 90s is the best. I mean, fucking Snoop Dogg, look at the guy. I mean, he's fucking smoking blunts in all his music videos and he's driving in cars and got the hydraulics on it and the fucking car is going up and down, down the street. You know, it's like, how fucking awesome is that? Like, you know, shooting in um, uh, Long Beach and, you know, like the, the poverty areas of, of uh, Los Angeles, like Skid Row. And I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's amazing. And that gets me to something too, because you saw a lot of what they were wearing in those rap videos, not only the rappers themselves, but also the people that were in the videos. And that brings up uh, cross colors. Um, when you were younger, um, did you ever wear cross colors? Were you ever into that hip hop scene? And did you ever wear cross colors? Yeah, it was big in my uh, upbringing. Yeah, for sure. I did. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Um, uh, Chris Cross will make you jump, jump. Daddy Mac will make you jump, <laughs> jump. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so that's the first topic. And the second topic, Phineasius, is and uh, um, <laughs> you, uh, uh, you don't have to uh, uh, necessarily answer if you don't want to, but I, I sincerely hope that you do. Um, with all due respect, uh, the second topic is, have you ever used a penis pump in your life? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a man out there who hasn't. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. I mean, I used the penis pump for the first time when I was in college. And I got to tell you something, I've never seen my dick that big in my life. It literally <laughs> swelled up so big. The head was enormous. The veins were about to pop out. And then it lasted for like five minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? So, but yeah, so no, I appreciate your honesty. I think, you know, a lot of men have tried the penis pumps. They're wonderful. They're great. Especially if you want to impress a woman before, uh, you know, you start smacking skin. Um, so that's, that's great. And are you a boxer's okay. briefs or a man thong kind of a guy, Vinicius? I'm a free baller. Free, free baller. baller. <laughs> wow. So no boxers, no, no briefs, no man thong, no nothing? No nothing. I'm, I'm a, wow. So yeah. how do you protect your boys? You got to protect your boys. My wife protects my boys. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, right, I well, say that with the, the penis pump, I, I, you know, I've learned is, and, and I'm not trying to get into it too much, but just to say that, you know, my wife cares so much more about the way I connect with her than that. And I know it's uh, part of mainstream culture to believe that if you're bigger or something like that, I, I've discovered and I've been very privileged again. And I'm trying, I'm not trying to be so cliche about it but um you know I, I i'm very privileged to not only um be very uh, how do i say it um comfortable in my own skin today That's but crazy. to know that i'm comfortable in my wife's skin too with the way that i give myself over to her and not so much with 
the size that I can bring or something along those lines. So yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. You know, I'm the kind of guy too where I'll go on the beach and I'll wear a man thong. I don't care. I I, I got it. I might as well flaunt it, right? I don't care. Uh, look like Borat on the beach. I'm like uh, you know Brian yeah. C. Schilling, Brian, Brian C. Schilling, the next Borat in Hollywood. Here he comes, baby. So. <laughs> Again, I, I sincerely, I sincerely want to uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, and 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 I want to ask you, um, how can all of our listeners find you on social media if they're already not following your sexy ass? Uh, well, I appreciate uh, you having me on again on You Got to Be Bullshitting Me podcast. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of your work. Thank love you. what you do. Love your heart. Love the way you're touching and inspiring people. People can follow us on Zorin Machado. It's our last name, Zorin Machado, uh, on all social media. But, you know, follow us. We'll follow back and spread the love together. And, you know, life is a mission. Not so impossible if you believe. So that's our motto. It. Yeah, and you know, thank you again for having me on. Um, no, thank very, you, thank you. Thankful. I love it, and, and and like you said, you know, life is a mission that's not so impossible. Um, right. You know, your quotes that you've had and your vocabulary that you have is just—it's unbelievable. Um, you make me look like a fucking degenerate. But anyway, I love it. I love you all, Vinicius. Thank you so much again for joining us today. We'll definitely have you back on our show down the line. Next week, we also have another very special guest. Um, also, if you would like to be a guest on our show, uh, you can email thinkshilling at gmail.com and also follow us on all social media at thinkshilling. And Vinicius, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I wish you and your family nothing but the best to come in 2021. And until then, fart when you need to fart. Don't say excuse me. And this is Brian C. Schilling, your host of the You Gotta Be Bullshilling Me podcast. Until then, peace the fuck out. Vinicius, love you and thank you so much. Love you. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Have a great uh, 2021 and uh, we'll have you on soon. Likewise. Thank you so much. Peace out.